everybody this is pd from the spinner rack and today i am trying to do a video i've tried to do at least a couple times today and i've realized the struggle i'm introducing you to a novel a 30 issue novel and this is like one of the chapters in it so there's going to be a lot of story so far in this thing and the, before i start before I go into it, this is also the legend period where John Byrne and Frank Miller gathered a group of creators to form legend. And that, that group was John Byrne, Frank Miller, Mike Mignola, Arthur Adams, Dave Gibbons, um, Jeff Darrow, and Paul Chadwick. And then they added to their group Walter Simonson, Gary Gianni, Mike Alred, and Bruce Tim, who didn't produce any work for them at that point before it um, went, went away, right? But this was the first Legend arc, possibly the first series, since this was the one that was out more. I think um, I think um, Mike Alred might have the most Legend stuff, or maybe close to Burn, because he continued using it after Burn was gone. And um, yeah, I think so. So we have Faith, and this is where we last saw our, our next men heroes. They were in jail. There's a lot of bits to catch up here, right? So the next men are in jail. Um, <laughs> Tony is trying to figure out how to get them out, but with no help from, from, um, from um, Control, William Dunklemitz, right? Um, Satanus is on the move. And um, I think he's with a doctor right now. Satanus has left Hilltop's basement. Hilltop is now president. Who else is going on in here? We have some reporters from Chicago following them. We also have um, the side story, which is M4, which connects. This is another part of the novel. M4, Amanda and Mark Ivy, they have been captured by something that they don't know, but they were attacked by a gorilla. So we don't know what happened to them, right? So the next one are in jail. I think I caught you. Oh, Thomas Kirkland from 2112. He is actually, um, he is in the psychiatric ward and he told of his history and the possibility of something happening to the president Hilltop, right? So he predicted it before it happened, that sort of thing, right? So I think I caught you guys all up. So we can go right into this issue. All right, and this is Faith. This is when Byrne was on four issue arcs. And we're introduced to a character we saw in a comic book that um, Danny was reading, Dr. Trog. Now, Dr. Trog was actually supposed to be named Dreadface, but at the same time, Marvel had already put it out. <laughs> and he wanted, Byrne wanted to come up with a real cheesy name for the character. And then that, of course, came, I guess it was from actually um, Guardians of the Galaxy, but that was from his son. So, uh, but it works for Marvel, right? So, Dr. Trog is here. He's in the, and the conceit of the next men is what if superheroes were real, right? So, Burns angle on it, right? So, he comes out. See the president's dead. Hilltop sworn in. We're getting right into the thing. There's a lot of bits here that he threw around. Dr. Trog's in New York. The 
the smell overwhelms him. Then he captures this guy. We're going to find out who he is, but I'm just going to tell you his name is Garrison. And he's trying to get some information out of it. Find that he's on Earth in New York City. And he realized, believes he's in a parallel world. And then he runs into this super, this heroine, Blue Delia. Hopefully I got that right. Right, and we go into a little battle, and she's about to catch it. But, is it just a dream? She wakes up and says, well, that was intense. But, at the same time, this is Sandy, Sandy Tolliver, I think it's Tolliver. She is um, going in parts that she didn't expect. She's well past puberty, but she's actually, and that the character was her favorite, right? But she's getting whistles at work, and she's going to check in with the doctor, right? So we open up. Next minute in our jail, as you can see on the next page, and um, Tony Murchison is out there trying to pose as some sort of child services thing since they're minors. So they kind of let them in, you know, let her in, and then here's where the story starts to talk about faith, right? So the next man was about to lose faith in control and um, and Tony, right? So they come in and <laughs> there's nothing else they can do. They had to do a jailbreak, right? So here's the reporters. This is um, I think that's Donna and that's Walker, right? She goes by Chow. He calls her Chow, right? And they're investigating the next man. They're trying to get as far as they can, right? So they're kind of trying to con Jack into breaking them out. But Jack, even though the next man's been framed for crimes... Jack has killed somebody way back in issue three. And this is something that Paul Chadwick was kind of talking about when he said John Byrne was going to get to the history books for the next men. Because there were so many bits that you would see in one issue and then it would play out a few issues later. And not in a way where it was a looming thing. You would forget about it. But Byrne didn't, right? And he would bring it back up to him. Jack is like, no way, I'm not doing it. Then the person that has power over Jack, which is Jasmine, she's like saying, hey, <laughs> you know, you got to get us out of here, right? And then she says, I don't want my baby born here. And that gives him the, the, the umph to decide to do it. And, of course, this is another thing Byrne likes to do. Actually show the regular people reacting to it and saying Look, that it looks cool, right? Then his cross-promotion for Legend, as I talked about, there's a, the person reading Danger Unlimited in the comic book, right? So saying this is really comic book characters, this is real life, right? And there'll be a lot of, through this arc and the next, there'll be a lot of that in the series, right? So the, these guys, they're going to perform their job, but they get taken apart by the next man, right? And then they escape. But at the same time, the reporters come and say, hey... The, <laughs> the trial said these guys are cold-blooded killers and they just incapacitated these people, right? So this is the key bits here. So they are now not on a chase where they can get killed, but information they want to find out about this, right? So they're following the next man. As I told you, Thomas Kirkland, he's in the psychiatric ward, right? And saying how he talked about President um, Hilltop, and he is able to um, figure that out before anybody, 
right? So they still don't believe him. And there's going to be a lot of bits that's going to be here as far as the power manifestations, information that they have. Um, the, a lot of people aren't going to buy into everything, which is how we would react in reality, right? And we see Tom Kirkland being the new agent red. He get he escapes. And the person who found him, she's driving him. <coughs> she's part of the, the sting to get out. Excuse me. <coughs> so let me cut to oh, I didn't also mention Danny's mother, right? Danny's mother, the people thinking that she beat up herself, but she says she's possessed by my favorite next man, Jillian. Right, Jillian possessed her and had her hit herself against the wall, beat herself because she used to she was beating up her her youngest daughter. Right, so <clears throat> the next men on their escape, they figure they're gonna go through the subway and run and escape from this. Right, but Jack says, "I'll help you do that." Then I'm not going. They say, "No, Jack, you must come with us." <laughs> and then um, Bethany. Hits his pressure points, and he drops, right? So they drop him down a hole, but Jack is immediately gone. And then you see some spiritual stuff, and then we run into this minister, right? This pastor. Now, the way this starts, it feels like this guy is going to be the new criminal. When I first saw him, I thought, hey, she's going to meet her, um... <clears throat> meet her ex-husband but we'll that soon find out that's not the case so she's watching tv and bam she can't believe that um dr truck actually appeared fighting the woman female that that she had in her dream so it wasn't a dream it actually happened right oh i was about to skip by that's not so we got the i guess i should at some point do the letter page but right we go to Amanda, stuck with um, Cornelius Van Dam, and they're on top of a mountain. See, he's so rich he could he could shave a mountain down and make it livable, right? And he's talking about you know all the stuff sanitized and all the stuff that they've said about him is true, right? He's made this top of a mountain livable. You can see it here. And vegetation and all that. Not sure how she's connected to it, but find out he wants immortality. And there's Mark Ivy, right? Still don't know how this connects with the next man, but it will. Don't you worry, right? Alright, so now I think I don't know if we're moving. I can't see the timer on this, but let's see how it goes. This is by John Byrne Stepson, Kieran Dwyer, the great artist in his own right. He did um, Torture Liberty with John Byrne on this series. And uh, on, on uh, in Danger Unlimited, sorry. All right? So the pastor is here. We got these motley crew with him, ready to protect him. And, um... Let's see, we got Kerwin Dwyer, this, right? And the memory of his cat, I believe the cat Myrtle, right? And his father, Michael Benedict, right? And then, what I didn't expect, because I was like, this guy is going to be the criminal. I know he's going to be the criminal of this story, right? 
And then they say, what have you done to Jack? So don't worry about him. They, they've taken care of him. So then the reporters are following. But instead of how they got met, since he already figured out who they were, these two, who are unknown, get attacked by get attacked by somebody there, right? So we got I think it's Ben Horowitz. He is struggling with promotion because now they are up in the next men scandal, and he's trying to keep his comic company going, right? And little bits that connect to how <laughs> Kirby and Ditko were screwed. But basically, everybody posed that, like Byrne, Claremont, McFarlane, made a ton of money. And Sandy meets Garrison, right? Garrison Carter. That's the guy who got attacked by Dr. Trust. She's doing a little investigating herself, right? So the next minute, go walking in the darkness, right? And then they say there's tunnels in the greenery, right? So that um, piques, um, piques Tony's interest, but Tony's sort of like the Professor Xavier of the next men, right? So they get there, they have a guard there, and they talk about there's a break-in. There's nothing to fear. Um, go in, right? So they go in, they see this underground dwelling. And I think there's a John Byrne Freaks he was going to do for DC, I think. This is the bit that he was going to do for a priest, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, we see kids and families. It's all people instead of the homeless. We've heard of the underground dwelling people. This is sort of utilizing that for New York. Since there's tunnels and stuff going on down there. This is a whole society of people that's too expensive to move away from New York. They're in the, the basements, right? And we find Jack, right? But he calls it Hades. And then he said, Hades. And he says, calling it hell. And he's like, no, this is the land of the dead. So the land of the dead. And we're all dead here, right? He's like, ooh, ominous. Now he really seems like he's going to be a bad guy, right? So then we get to Satanist. I told you he was on the run. He met, met with a doctor. And he needs to survive a little bit longer. Right? And then right here we're going to get a nice history, even though I haven't done 2112. We'll get some of 2112 in here, right? So we get the idea of the future, some of the bits of the mutates, and here's Satanus in his full form, right? And all of his mutates from Polyon, right? The way that's where they live, like the asteroid M. They plan to go and leave and go to the Earth. But um, Agent Red stopped it. That's Thomas Kirkland, right? And then he made an explosion that caused a rip through time, causing him to go back in time. And that's where we see one of my favorite issues, which is um, Next Man Issue 6. We say Tannis came back in the 50s. And he says, they haven't been born yet. If you came from that time. And he says, on the contrary, I was born in this century. Meaning that he's someone in this book, if you haven't figured that out yet. So there's another bit that's going to be playing itself out, right? So we got Donna catching from these kids. They already got Walker, but Donna is the athlete in the in the in this couple. And she starts putting the beats on them, but it's just too many for her. 
But the priest comes and says, stop, stop it at once. I'm like, what's going on? This guy isn't as bad as he seems, right? So they talk to these reporters. They find out the next men aren't really, <laughs> really as bad as what they are. So these are the survivors of Project Next Men. They read about it in the papers. But they met a mutate that wasn't triggered, right? So then we have, this is a cross between them going over the scene with Dr. Trog and Dr. Trog going to a comic book store, right? And going to the beating up the comic book guy. What we want to happen all of our lives, that bad comic book guy that wouldn't buy back your comic books told you they're worthless. <laughs> Got the, the no fat chick shirt and he realizes that he was a comic book character, a person from someone else's imagination, right? And then they're surprised that someone was triggered without having to be in the, the greenery, right? So here, this is the key part of faith, right? So Jack is still struggling with killing someone, right? And he wants to be punished for it. And then Michael Benedict says, that's not, punishment is not what God intends for you, Jack. God, who is he? And this is where where um where Jack meets God, where he has his first experience with the word, right? This is his first experience, and I want to start this before to give you a little bit of cliffhanger. Uh, if you go to John Burns um thing, this is I guess this might not be speaking sp telling tales out of school, that John Burns is an atheist, right? So you know what usually happens when people don't believe in God, do stories about um, religion, it goes bad. So we're going to keep going through it. I told you this is my favorite arc of, um, of the next men. So you take, you know, you can go with the ominous tone that I'm taking, or you can wait to see what happens next. Because we got Hellboy in the face thing. So who knows how bad it could be, right? So he sees that it's Marky, Mark Ivy. But no, it's not actually Mark Ivy. It's Here's the real Corvinius Van Damme. Broken man, but he's only like, what, 70-something? He's not even that old. He was, he's 69. And he's been living really bad. Look at him. Right? But he's able to control the, the gorilla. Using this thing on his head. He has all these people that are blind. All the myths of him having blind people around him are true. Right? He controls this this um, gorilla the same way he controls Mark Ivy. Oh man, that's terrible, right? So we got through that. We get to the issue you all been waiting for. This is the one that everyone kind of looks at and um, says this is the one that's the most important. It's the first appearance of Hellboy. Now, I don't think it's actually the first appearance. The first appearance is one of those. Um, what is the thing? One of those um, San Diego con things. But um, at the same time, this is considered the first published ex uh, appearance of Hellboy. Now, I didn't know when I saw this, I thought he had goggles on, right? So, but I thought it looked cool from what I could see, right? Here's Danny. There's one of his friends that was underneath, that lived in the land of the dead in Hades, right? And here we go. <laughs> 
This is a retelling of Jesus through Jack's eyes, right? So he's cast control as Caesar. He has, uh, this is one of the cops from, um, from where was it? Cops from the town, was it, um, was it Climax? I'm not sure the town that they first appeared in, right? He was one of the cops that ran into him, right? And here that the priests want to execute Jesus of Nazareth, right? And then they know that he's unpopular with them, but at the same time, he's not really with those priests. So he wants to get some more information. So they bring in the prisoner. And Jesus is how he's described in the Bible. <laughs> Hair like wool and the bronze skin, that whole thing, right? Oh, they're talking about his foot. I think his feet, that's how they describe his feet, that sort of thing. So Jesus doesn't give him any answers, any clear answers, right? They ask him, the king of the Jews, he don't give him a straight answer. He says he's a long-promised Messiah that's from the Old Testament. He has nothing to say about that either, right? So, he's not really happy with what he's saying, but he feels he can use this to his advantage, right? So he uses the people. He kind of says something in a certain way to get the people to kind of go from taking out Barabbas to actually going after Jesus. So the people say that, and he said, the choice is yours, his blood is on your heads, right? So he had the crown of thorns, they gave him a little sign, and then Burn sort of interpreted in the crucifixion that the body could not hold up for that long, so it would start to fall down, right? And then, three days later, he appears, he does that, not sure, doesn't do the halo like it's a ring, the halo like it's a light emanating from someone in the back, you can really see it here. And I will be with you all days, even to the end of the world, right? So this is Jack getting his first um, a reading of the word, and it, he takes to it very quickly. But he saw God as Father, like saw Jesus as Father Benedict, right? So, ultimately, we got Hellboy coming up here. We got Jack, his first reading of Jesus. He been like, he got he got well into the book, right? And he starts explaining it to Jazz, and he's saying he has some sort of powers. He was triggered like the next men, and that's the way where Father Benedict holds him back. He's nothing like you, Jazz. <laughs> they were never told about God. And that's really the testament of the Project Next Men by these guys that were very military-like, very secretive. They added so much things, but they didn't add. They added culture in there, but they didn't add um, any sort of biblical stuff to this their understanding of things right so they start seeing they're getting attacked and of course the next men say the police found them and then they say what it's, it's not possible right and then this is the key because the next men are kind of secretive danny doesn't immediately tell them that nathan's glasses actually have actually like sort of able to see, control can see what, where he's at. 
right? Those glasses are some sort of spy device. Then why didn't you tell me? And he forgot and so much had happened. And they see the sign, so they know they're in, they know they're in the fixes in. But Tony, she doesn't believe it until the explosion happens. Then it happens again. And this is the story is more about the faith, not about religious faith. The faith that Tony had in control. That now she knows control is not with the kids. He's not even with saving them. He's into almost possibly killing them. Not interested in it, right? Cutting his losses. And then they split up. And Danny splits up. And this kid follows him. And then there's a mood. The whole thing changes. Right? But this is really, this part is really where the, um, the, the, I guess you could say the climax, but of course the resolution is even tougher, right? So then the mood changes, it turns to a Mike Mignola story, right? Because it actually is Byrne's story, but Mike Mignola drawing it, but I'm pretty sure Byrne gave him like freedom to do whatever he wanted, right? So we see Danny looks like he's going to get attacked by Hellboy, but Danny already knows it's Hellboy, right? And, oh yeah, before we turn the page, me being a big fan of Mike Mignola, he usually does straight storytelling so you don't get big Kirby stuff from him. All, look at um, Gotham by Gaslight. There's no really huge revealing splash pages of that Batman. Some of the earlier stuff. But, um, this one, he really lets him play and we get a nice Kirby double splash page of Hellboy. And that's where I was really hooked on the character, right? You haven't seen my videos? Yeah. I like the Mezco dolls, but I got this one for you right here. So to tell you I'm a big Hellboy fan, right? So the faith arc hasn't turned out to be a crisis of faith religious, but a crisis of faith as far as Tony so far. There'll be some more coming up later, right? So Hellboy's fighting this big sort of um, tentacle monster puts it down and then we have a little talk between Hellboy and the kids and he's surprised that they know him right of course Hellboy's cool look at this shot here oh my goodness I, when I first saw this he's changed his art significantly since then but when I first experienced this I was like oh yeah I gotta see this right so then he goes back to the fight and we really got some cool shots some nice wides Nice enough to see there. So when we get to this, we don't need to see much of it. Like, we really got to see, this is what Mike Mignola is going to do for the comic book. Big action stuff, right? And <laughs> so I was all in, right? And then, as this sort of fades off, we see um, Sandy actually dreaming it. So this, these, her dreams are connecting to these, um, these characters, right? And then they see a battle unfolding at the same time. She could possibly be hearing that. But at the same time, Tom Kirkland has realized that the, the saying that the next men are going to try to take out the president and... And they're gonna save. They're gonna save them from the next men, right? But we know that he's against 
Satanists, and he hasn't mentioned anything about Satanists yet, right? But they know the next one is going to attack the White House, right? So, with that said, we go back to Amanda and Mark Ivy, or Mark Four, right? And we got, um, what was it, Kenneth Kensington? She's back. You're giving the plot. We get to tell you where where um, Mark Ivy came. After everything shut down, he went into modern society, found some menial labor jobs, fell in love, met some people, but got entangled. with one of his workers. So they were ready to take this guy out, but then they realized, wait a second, this guy's an android, right? And then he sees that Michael Kensington was killed, had died or something like that. And that sort of led him to go about his business. Here's the cover, unaltered, right? So you would think the Hellboy issue would be my favorite issue. It's close, right? Issue 22 is possibly my favorite issue. I look at the cover, it does. It looks like something terrible is going to happen. It's something terrible definitely happened. Someone's faith leads them down the wrong path, right? And it's not Jack, right? So instead of Wolverine, we got pregnant Jasmine in the sewer, right? And Burn... You remember Wolverine in the sewer? Sorry to say it. He tops it. The explosion here. This is the this is the best issue ever. Like this, there's nothing. <laughs> this is the top of the top as far as the the inking changes in this book a lot. But when you get to this part with pregnant Jasmine running around in the sewer. Like that, all of that, the breakdown here, this quiet sequence here, stuck in these tunnels. And she hears something. She's still got her skills, even though she's pregnant. And then we see Control, right? And Control comes in there saying he's looking for them. And then he's saying... Children, he didn't know anything about children, right? So, <clears throat> so don't worry, we'll take care of them, right? So here, she's having faith and trusting him in that he's going to save the others, right? Just trust me, right? So then, at this point, um, Bethany doesn't have any sort of skin cream to give herself any color. So she's really pale. Now, Burn, if you look in this... The second one of the series where she was slightly pale, that was kind of the look. I think um, Matt Webb went for full white on here, and um, but I think the later color has that. But that was the only I think the only thing Burn um, differed as far as coloring because I know he's a big fan of Matt Webb's and he did almost everything that Burn did during this period. It was a good pairing, right? So and I think it still works for here. Gives you that effect and give you the next crazy sequence, right? Because we hadn't seen, I mean, the first time we seen Bethany and Cut Loose in issue three was crazy. This one, she's going to save a baby. 
right? And then we got controls people, right? And they set the flame throw on the wrong person, right? So look at this, all right? And then the mood coloring, like nobody does this stuff anymore, right? And then the guy runs heads for the hills. She's totally nude because all the clothes are burned off. And she can't take it. This is a strain to death and her reaction to this person. Right? So now Control is here talking her out of having a baby because the baby could be triggered and become some sort of monster, right? Sort of like what Sue Storm went through on her first pregnancy with Franklin, right? So they're gonna terminate the pregnancy. So now you know what the cover is and she's trusting in, in control, right? So we have um, Sandy you see um, Danny come out of there, and then next thing you know, runs into them, and she's like a totally different woman, right? She's tall, gorgeous now. Look at that. They were almost the same size. Like, what happened to you? We'll talk about that later, right? And they tell you all the terrible things, saying the next men attack. The people, this guy knows that the next man didn't attack anything. They know it was the government. They know it was control. So then he was the first to connect with um, William Duckleman. And now he knows that the police attacked. He knows that it wasn't his fault. He's taking the blame. Sandy believes, but Garrison, we don't know. Right? And then Jasmine decides she's ready. Right? And then he tricks her. He's trying to say this thing where you kind of backpedal even though you want the person to do it. And she says, no, it's the right thing to do because he's totally going to have a monster. Right? And then as he's going, he's looking all sad and then not a care in the world on that face. Right? There's the cover. Is, is that in place on the cover too? No, they're covering his face here. Let's see if we can see it on the back. Yep. Not a care on Control's face. Right? And that'll play out in the next scene. So it started with, with Jazz and it ends with her. And she doesn't want anesthesia. It's the hardest thing ever. Oh man. Control. So terrible. Right? But we don't know. At the same time, I'm jumping the gun. I could be wrong. Even though I've read the series before. Control might have been right. Right? So let's see how it plays out. But it's just tough. Right? So they go. Danny has put away the glasses. So they wouldn't be able to track them. He's basically blind. And we see <laughs> um, Bethany has clothing from one of those guys, right? 
and um, and then Jack says, "I saw someone controls people, right?" Then we keep moving and sweeping, sweeping the tunnels right now, right? This is the shot right here. I think this is far enough. I don't hear him anymore. This shot is killer, right? So he, Father Benedict, who I kept thinking was going to be a bad guy in this series, says he's going back to save anyone he can. And Jack is not ready to leave Father Benedict, so he decides he's he's not coming with them. And they're like, Jack, <laughs> they have to put the beats on him. So Father Benedict... And then he says, down here, I can be useful, right? And he says, I don't know why, but I can't shake the feeling. It'll be a long time before we see each other again. Goodbye, Jack. So come on, Father. We got to find survivors. There are a lot of people who need us, right? And Father Benedict apologizes, says, bless you both. And... Father Benedict wound up not being. He's, he's a noble soul who's out there. He's one of the true heroes in the series. And that's what you do. Even if you're not a person of faith, if you're doing a story about it, don't just shoot fish in a barrel. Kind of play with it so you, you've got people on the edge of their seats thinking that's the criminal. When you find out the criminal was control, right? So... These two have had a bad struggle since Nathan, in their time of desperate need, had sex with Jazz and got her pregnant. They didn't even know what that meant at that point, right? So now the two of them are stuck together. It's just you and me, right? And then we cut back from extreme wide to close-up of a building. And we see, let's say, the story of Sandy Tolliver unfolds in power. So we get to find out what's going on with her, right? Right, so we see Mark Ivey defending against this gorilla and won. He got his shirt and then ran into to her, to Amanda, right? And he tends to become, his big plan is become president of the, of the United States. And he says... All, all this will remain president. It comes up to the end. And he leaves them in a maze on one of those buildings, right? And he wish you, wishes you guys luck, right? Before it gets below zero. Right? Because it's on a mountain. 
And that's where I leave you. Big cliffhanger. The stuff gets more exciting as we go along. Because we are revving up to two last series. The final two chapters in the next men. At least the first part of the next men. And um, yeah, this is my favorite arc. Some tough stuff happened in here. But I'm a little more prepared this time. Sad to see that um, Jasmine did, wasn't able to keep the baby. And um, yeah, it's a, I don't know. This one was a tough series. But not as tough as the as book three, as um, Fame. Fame was really tough for me. This one has this tough stuff. I mean, I'm saying comparing that to, you know, this... You know, her having to give up the baby sort of thing. So, it's going to rev up and get more exciting as we go along. All right? Hopefully you guys stick with it. Stick with me. And we'll get to the end of this and then jump into the next series. Um, I guess that's it. Spin Rack. Any other bits that's going on now that I can say about this series? Um, I guess that's it. Spin Rack out. <laughs>